Get ready. You're released back into the wild. Everyday occurrence, it is here. Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. Episode 5 The Release. This is Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. I'm David C. Guggenheim. This month, we have a special show for you. We take you through the experience of an animal being injured, going through medical treatment, and ultimately facing that decision. Can it be released or must it stay in captivity? We'll answer that question. We'll also meet a target-trained otter named Charlie and a panther named Micaiah. You won't believe how she sounds. Perfect. All that and more. If it's the first Monday of the month, it's Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. It all started on a kayak amongst the mangroves in Boca Raton, Florida. We were out paddling around doing a little snook fishing, and and that's when we had the encounter with, with the pelican. This is Daniel Jones. He works in the general counsel's office at Florida Atlantic University, and he's also an avid fisherman. Threw a lure out that was on the surface, and even before I could react, the pelican fell out of the tree and landed on the bait, and I knew we, I knew we had an issue. So what do you do? You're out fishing, having a pleasant day to yourself. You're there with your fishing dog, and you catch a pelican. Do you cut bait and wish the pelican farewell, or do you do what Daniel did? When he, as soon as he ate the bait, he the the hook got him kind of in the top part of the bill. So he was flopping around. I was able to kind of get over to him in the boat. In the blink of an eye, Daniel has made the decision to save this pelican. I could tell pretty quickly. I tried to get the hook out and it in, it, it just stuck. It lodged in that, that hard bony bill and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get him out without hurting him. Now comes the hard part. Getting him onto the boat with your dog. Without turning the boat over and and, and trying to keep the dog off the pelican. And so I was able to figure out a way to get him over into the boat with me. It was it was quite the chaos. Then he made the call. We got a hold of, of one of the folks there at, at Bush uh, Wildlife, and they said, yeah, bring, bring him up. We'll, we'll take care of him. He got him to the dock, but now you have to get him in the car if you're going to get him to Bush. We'll continue the story of Daniel and his pelican, but first... Through the trees and down the path, there's an otter over there. His name is Charlie. And he's target trained. What does that mean? And why do that for a wild otter? We'll find out. Here, meet Coral. My name's Coral, and I'm an animal keeper here at Bush Wildlife. I take care of all the animals, basically, clean feed, some training, and all things in between. Charlie boy! How are you? Good morning! This is Charlie. This is Charlie. He's about five. 
he was found on the side of a house when he was a pup. He was little, little. Mom did not come back. She, he was abandoned, unfortunately. He was brought here for rehab. When he got his eyes looked at, one of them was underdeveloped and he wouldn't be able to see very well. And they think that's why mom might have left him, unfortunately. But he has a very good home here. We love him very much. Bless you. I don't really know why I clicked with him really quickly when I started working in this section. I just really love otters in general. I, I actually have a tattoo of him on my arm. Coral has two sticks, each with a different colored ball at the end of it. Charlie is target trained, and this is what it sounds like. Hi. Good. Target. Good. So basically what we do for training, it's a form of enrichment and keeps his mind occupied. Side. And it also helps with husbandry, which is basically the animal is going to perform a behavior and that can help us do medical procedures, their weights, injections, all sorts of things. If you ever encounter an otter in the wild, watch out, they can be aggressive, and they can also carry rabies. But for now, let's find out how our pelican is doing. And coming up, a panther, a real live panther, I can't believe it, and she was just inches away. So here's a mental picture for you. <laughs> so it was me and a pelican in the back seat on I-95. He sat in my lap and he was not... He didn't have a lot of weight. He was fairly skinny. Almost 40 minutes later, he arrived at the sanctuary and Daniel took the pelican back to Bush's hospital. The pelican was immediately assigned a number based on how many animals had come before. This pelican became 5,679. The pelican was attended to by Amy Kite, the executive director. Daniel wanted to return the pelican to the wild that day, but due to its injuries, that just wasn't going to be possible. Amy came out and, and said, Pelican's fairly emaciated. And this is where the miracle workers at Bush come to the fore. Uh, my name is Allison. I'm one of the hospital techs in the wildlife hospital here at Bush. Allison and Amy worked to evaluate the condition of the pelican. He really wasn't in great shape. He had a lot of hooks in him. So usually when that comes in, we know it's going to be kind of an extensive process to get all of that hardware out. Amy Kite describes the extent of the injuries by the time the pelican made it to Bush. So one end was actually up through the upper palate of the beak, and then the other was in the webbing of the wing, basically where your elbow would be. Right. And so it was keeping him, you know, his wing connected right to his face and just struggling. Me and Amy worked to get the hook out. That took probably about half an hour just to get him stable. And then I anesthetize him, and then we x-ray them while they're under. And luckily, getting the last little bit of that hook out didn't take that long since the bird was completely knocked out, so I didn't have to, like, fight anything else. And luckily, none of the hooks were very deep in the bird. That's, like, best-case scenario. After a few days, Pelican 5679 was moved to the flight aviary to be evaluated to see if the bird could be released back into the wild. To learn more about his treatment, I spoke with Amy Kite. First started off with, again, antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, pain management, and then slowly rehydrate them and then start offering small amounts of food. So now they're up to the point where they're eating whole fish 
and we're just trying to get them flying some more. You can see this very large enclosure that they're in yeah. um, and, and just work out a little bit. The hospital director, Stephanie, also takes us through the feeding and physical therapy needed. 30 to 60 fish in one day. So that's not including the medications that we have to give, which aren't cheap either. And then the time I take to pay the staff to go out and do flight conditioning to make sure the birds are building up muscle going back and forth. So none of it's cheap, but we don't really care because we want to make sure they get back out there and they have the best chance. Pelican 5679's prognosis was good, but would it be able to be released back into the wild? We'll find that out soon. But first, this is Micaiah. You know, you can almost forget that she is, you know, how many times the size of my house cat. But then you get a look at those, you get a look at those paws. Yeah. And and the... And those big canines. Yeah. (laughs) This is Risa. She's a keeper here at Bush. But one of the select few who has a key to the panther cage. Micaiah was, as a cub, used as a prop for family photos. Well, first and foremost, You would never want a panther, as a cub, doing a photo shoot. You're not doing that wild animal any justice. And do you really need that picture? They belong in the wild. When she got too big, she was illegally transported to Florida, where the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission acquired her and brought her to Bush. So if you do happen to come across some hurt or orphaned panther, please call somebody that can help. Don't try to take it home to raise it take it somewhere that would help them to be able to be rehabbed and released. They're gorgeous creatures. We need them. We don't, it would be terrible for them to be extinct in Florida. Our big apex guys, which would be your panthers and bears, you know, if the big guys go out, there's gonna be a lot of things that are running around that you don't want that many numbers of. There are only 130 Florida panthers left in the wild. Each year, about 25 die, mostly because of car accidents. With less than 15 being born last year, their future in the wild is grim. Micaiah may be the closest many of us ever get seeing a Florida panther in the wild. If you have the power to help to do something, please do it for the panther. Can we go look at the pelican? Sure. The day finally came where I got to meet 5679. And man, oh man, I had never seen such a cute pelican. I don't have any food. See, this is how silly baby pelicans are. They come running right to the door because they're like, oh, people, food. Oh. So these are, these are baby pelicans. Well, juvenile. There I was, facing two juvenile pelicans. 5679 identified by his pink band on his leg, and the other one, equally cute. And then Amy shared the good news. 5679 and his cohort were ready for release. It's nice to know that we have organizations and facilities like 
the Bush Wildlife Sanctuary that can help us when we see places that we can help. And so I would encourage everybody to to donate, to go see the facility. I had never actually been to the facility. So it, it's really a, it's, it's a little gem there. 5679 was to be released on a local beach. Daniel and his family were invited to participate. And so we end this podcast the same way we began it, with the release of 5679. We released the two pelicans together and there just happened to be a, another flock uh, pelicans left and went north and there was a bigger flock that happened to be coming south and they joined right up into the into the flock and flew they, they did a flyby for us uh, on their way back south so it was really cool to get get to see the bird um integrate right back into nature that right way. back into nature, into that, nature way. That, way. that way for our season finale please join us for a meditation on the future episode six the move That's going to do it for this month's episode. For more information, go to bushwildlife.org or you can reach them for any reason 24 hours a day on their hotline, especially if you found a sick, injured, or abandoned wild animal. So if that describes you, call 561-575-3399. And if you ever meet Micaiah, maybe give her a purr for me. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. It means a lot to us. This has been Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. I'm David C. Guggenheim. Don't waste it. This has been a production of someonetalkmedia.com. 